title of the message is Prosperity in Jesus. You know, in Luke 15, I was talking about the prodigal son, and he lost everything. He spent the inheritance on prostitutes. He was eating the food of the pigs, which was the low of the low for a Jew to be looking after pigs and eating their food. I mean, you, you can't talk about any lower than low. And so he decides to come home and to say, I'm not worthy to be called your son. I'll just be your servant. And the father was waiting for him. The father was waiting for him. He's waiting for you. And the father said, let's put a ring on his finger and let's put a robe on him and let's put sandals on his feet for my son who is dead is now alive and let us make merry and dance. And they would have killed the fatted calf and had a big party. Hallelujah. And it's, it's, Jesus is telling us what heaven is like when we come to him. Some people think that God puts sickness on them that God puts all these problems on them, and God kills people and all this sort of thing. You know, you're mixed up. That's the work of the devil who comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it even more abundantly. In the kingdom of heaven, God is good. In the kingdom of heaven, he manifests his goodness, his love, his healing, his deliverance, his blessing and so Jesus showed us what the father is like through the parable of the prodigal son we have a good father in Jeremiah 29 10 it says for thus says the Lord after 70 years are completed at Babylon so the people have been exiled in Babylon because of their sin I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. We put our faith in Jesus Christ and his promises and his good word comes to us. He is ready to perform his word. For I know the thoughts that I think about you. What does God think about you? For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Turn to your neighbor and say, he wants to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. There's two types of success in life, two types of prosperity. There's worldly success and there's good success. There's worldly prosperity and there's divine prosperity. Divine heavenly prosperity begins in the soul, not in the material. You could be dying, you could have lost everything, your children, everything, but you can be prospered, a friend of God in your soul. True prosperity is not out there, but in here. Everyone say, true prosperity begins in the heart, not on the outside. Behold, I pray that you may prosper in all things, the Apostle John says, first 3 John 1, 2. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health 
just as your soul prospers. It begins here. Put your hand on your chest and say, it begins here. Because many people, they're looking out there for their success. Well, if I get a good university degree, if I get a good job, if I get this, I get that. But in the spiritual realm, if you're demonized, if there's a demon that's holding you, got you caged, your dream's not going to happen until it's fixed in the spiritual realm. You need redemption. You need deliverance from these curses that are holding you back. The world thinks you are blessed by what you do. But blessing is something that comes from heaven. You are blessed in your heart. True blessing comes by faith. True prosperity comes when the Holy Spirit comes. So we're on a journey. And Genesis 26, 12, in this journey of life, it is God who blesses. So you need to turn your heart. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Stop looking to man for your blessing, for your prosperity, for your success, for your dreams. Stop putting your expectation on your money, on your, what you can do, your abilities. And just turn your eyes upon him because he is the source of all blessing. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. Where did it begin? Because the Lord blessed him. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. True prosperity begins in heaven. We read about Joseph. And it says that whatever, everyone say whatever. Whatever Joseph did prospered. Can you imagine? Whatever you turned your hand to turns to gold. Is blessed, is prospered. Hallelujah. Genesis 39, 20. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in the prison. That's what I'm saying. You can be in a very difficult circumstance, but if the Lord is with you in that problem, you are blessed. The devil is defeated. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm telling you, the devil is defeated in Jesus you are prospered in Jesus you are blessed tap your neighbor on the shoulder are you listening the devil's a loser so Joseph is in prison 
and says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favour in the sight of a keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. You see, the problem with many Christians is they neglect the relationship with Jesus when he is the source of all blessing. And he can cause whatever you do to prosper. If you will fully submit your life to Jesus Christ, if you will absolutely obey his word and invite the Holy Spirit to come and guide you, then his favor can come upon you so that even though you don't understand what you're doing because you're moving in the spirit, There is great favor and prosperity on what you're doing because you're moving in the spiritual realm. In him I live and move and have my being. Amen. When you move in Jesus, there's no curse. Praise God, there's breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You know, Abraham sent his servant to find a wife for Isaac. And he said to his servant, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. And you shall take a wife for my son, for my family, and for my father's house. And Genesis 24 verse 21, the servant arrives at the well and uh, he's praying to the Lord. And it says, and the man, the servant, wondering at her, Rebecca, who came to help him with the camels, And the man, wondering at her, remains silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. He was waiting on God. Many people, they're striving, striving, striving to make life succeed. And this man was waiting on God to see if he'd made his way prosperous. It's a wonderful thing. To stop and wait. You know, people try to control people, manipulate people. Ever had someone get really angry with you because you didn't do what they wanted? Hey? Hello? Manipulation? Ever had someone give you the cold shoulder because they didn't like what you were doing? Okay? It's a sign of unbelief. So... I'm just saying in general, we need to absolutely trust God. We need to believe that he exists and that he is real and that he will fight our battles. So true prosperity comes because we trust him. Healing comes because we trust him. Deliverance comes because we trust him. A new job comes because we trust him. We're trusting in him, our expectation. Lord, if you don't move on my behalf, I'm not doing nothing. I'm waiting upon you. Hallelujah. And then you see that God moves and he prospers your way. And that's what happened. As he was waiting, Rebecca came and watered the camels and Isaac had a wife 
and the rest is history. We have the nation of Israel. Praise God. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about against prosperity. So let's sort of unpack it. So you have people who are greedy and use Christianity for prosperity. All right, that's greed, okay? So let's just... But also the world will attack Christians, preachers, who believe that God will prosper you. So Jesus said the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life, and have it even more abundantly. We have a good heavenly father. The devil is real and he does not want you to succeed in life. He does not want you to be blessed. He does not want your children to be blessed. He wants you to be depressed. He wants you to be in debt. He wants you to have problems. He wants to hinder you so you struggle. Anyone in agreement? And God wants you to succeed in the destiny and the gifting that he has given you and called you to. He wants to prosper you in his will. Hallelujah. God's not, not poor. He's rich. And if you're talking about truth, prosperity, the prosperity of heaven is different from what man thinks. My mother used to always tell me as I was growing up, you know we're not rich, you know we're not rich. So I always grew up thinking I was poor because that's what I was told. We had like 15 living in the house and, and you know, sometimes looking for coins under the lounge. <laughs> but then one day I had a dream and God took me to his treasury room in heaven and I saw the most beautiful, pure gold. And the Lord said to me, you are rich. And when I looked at that gold, I knew that that gold was forgiveness, joy, peace, love, the fruit of the Spirit, and maybe a little bit of money. <laughs> True prosperity. I mean, God will provide everything for his will he's not poor the streets of heaven are paid with what are they paid with gold. gold so you know it's more the problem of many Christians is not aligning themselves with his will when you align yourself with his will his abundant provision is on his will amen you with me we have a good heavenly father turn to your neighbor and say we have a good heavenly father Okay, you ready to go deeper? You ready? So, the devil wants to deceive you in your heart through advertisement, through what your neighbor's doing, what family members are doing, whatever, to get you to seek after things, to have a better house better car, maybe a boat, to have more money, to have those brand, brand name clothes or accessories, um, 
expensive makeup, whatever it is, okay? The latest shoes. I met this guy. What was his name, Sarah? Jimmy? Jimmy Chu. Uh, and I didn't have a clue who he was. <laughs> anyway, apparently he's famous with shoes, you know. And um, anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about Jimmy Chu. But uh, apparently it was really important, you know, like got the nicest shoes. I get home and my, do- my other daughter says to me, why didn't you ask him for some shoes for me? You know, not, not this daughter, the other one. God, God bless my other daughter. But I'm like, but people are chasing all this stuff. And I, I heard that in the dress industry, the clothing industry, it's no longer about seasons, it's about weeks. You, you buy for every week. So, so the devil's got you running after, helter-skelter after all this stuff, and you end up just wasting, wasting. And many people, they do stuff and they just get more and more in debt and in bondage, chasing prosperity and trying to look good when they actually don't have anything. Amen? So true prosperity means a change of heart. If you chase the world and what the world says is important, the devil will give you stuff and take your soul all the way to hell. Hello? The devil will give you the world and take your soul. The devil will always give with the right hand and take far more with the left. You chase the things of the world and you become an enemy of God. Friendship with the world is enmity with God, the Bible says. It's all about the heart. If you chase God, if you're hungry for God, if you're hungry for his word, if you delight yourself in his word, then you will receive true prosperity. You will be prospered in your soul. Hallelujah. When you're prospered in your soul, you can be content. Amen? Everyone say content. The world has no hold of me because Jesus has got hold of me. Amen? I don't have to chase the world and the things of the world. I don't have to be like other people. And a lot of it is because of identity. The devil wants to give you a fake identity. We travel a lot and, you, you, and we look at these people in, in, I don't know, in airports and so on. You see all these people and you think, oh my God, they're so fake. You know, you'll see, you'll see a, a group of young people or whoever, but, you know, walking together and they're all dressed the same. They've got the same shoes, all of them. They've got the same pants, they've got the same hairdo, they're all the same and they're all fake. I was in New Zealand in an Indian church and the Lord picked out a lady and the Lord said to her basically, you're fake. You love watching Bollywood and you copy everything and you dress like it. And she said, yes, that's true. And the Lord said, you're single and I can't give you your husband yet because you're fake. When you become the real you, I'll give him to you. You see how fake the world is? 
Oh, my identity is the way I dress. My identity is going to the gym and having huge muscles. I'm not talking about myself. <laughs> my identity is the type of car I, I have. My identity is all this outward stuff. And you know, Satan is feeding off your emptiness, the emptiness of your soul. And you need more stuff, you know? And so with this emptiness, people, people become sex addicts. People think, oh, you know, I need comfort shopping. I've just got to go comfort shopping because I feel miserable today. You know, or, you know I need to pop these pills, you know, because I'm depressed, you know. I, I, need, I need to move house. I need to go somewhere else. I need to divorce my husband and wife. He's dragging me down, you know. Uh, if only I could have this, I'd be happy. And so Satan feeds off the emptiness of your soul. And the fact is, you need to find your comfort, your peace, your joy, and your identity in the Word of God. True prosperity comes when you repent, you humble yourself before the Lord. Because God will exalt the humble and humble the exalted, humbles the proud. True prosperity, if you want to do well in life, comes by humbling yourself in repentance and coming into the covenant, the agreement with the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so the prodigal son came back. He repented. I'm not worthy. And God threw a party and prospered him. Praise God. Do you hear what I'm saying? That, that some of you, to enter into true prosperity of that divine love and joy and peace, need to come to that place of humility. Lord, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Forgive me. And then he puts his hand on you and says, this is my son. Get off him, Satan. He's my precious one, bought by my blood. Get out of the mud, get out of the pit, and I'm going to bless you and prosper you and show what I can do for my children. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's bow our heads before Almighty God. You know, it's sin. It's sin that causes our life not to be prospered. In 2 Chronicles 24, 20, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Zechariah and he says, Thus says God, why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? You cannot prosper. You see, sin separates us from the blessing of God. So right now, if you have unforgiveness, you hold a grudge, you will never talk to that person again. You'll never do anything. Right now, I want you to forgive. I want you to bless that person. I, if you need to, write that email, send that note and ask them, make that phone call, send that text and ask their forgiveness. Even if you feel that you are in the right, reach out for reconciliation. 
there are people here and you have old grudges against other people. You haven't spoken to them for years, family members, people online who are, who are listening as well right now. You, some of you here, you've got grudges against your husband or wife for things that they did and said. For years, you've held these grudges and it's holding you back and hindering you. It's like the devil's got his foot in your heart and you are hindering your own life right now. Forgive and decide that you're going to let it go. Let it go. Put your hand on your heart and say, let it go. Heart, let it go. I release all unforgiveness from myself. I let it go. Heart, you are going to love that person. You're going to love your enemy. You're going to bless them. You're going to do good for them. You're going to pray for them. You're going to see them prosper because God loves them. Right now, if there's sexual addiction, masturbation, pornography, if you are in fornication, adultery, ask the Lord to forgive you. If you're spiritually lazy, laziness will hinder your prosperity in the Lord. Spiritual laziness will hinder you as well as laziness in the work of God. Repent, because diligence, the Bible says, is man's precious possession. With diligence in the Spirit, great things happen. Ask the Lord to forgive you. He's a merciful and loving God. Some of us have problems with our mouth, anger, gossip, slander. Ask the Lord to forgive us and change us. Some of you have had your palms read, horoscopes, have entertained yourself with Harry Potter or whatever other garbage, Dungeons and Dragons, games. You've watched horror movies and, and all sorts of evil on TV as your form of entertainment. And through that, you have caused yourself to be demonized. Ask the Lord to forgive you cleanse you by his precious blood there's someone watching on uh, watching on youtube or whatever social platform and you've been involved in the occult you've been involved in witchcraft and uh, i'm telling you that god is able to forgive you cleanse you and deliver you from this witchcraft and that these demons can have no hold on you. So just reach out to him in faith, ask his forgiveness, and God will set you free. I'm talking to you, young man. God will set you free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So the Bible says to confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. Someone said on YouTube in comments, they said, that doesn't mean that you confess your sins to someone else. I'm like, confess your sins to who? To one another. Amen? Are we ready to do that? Are we ready? Are we ready? So I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I confess my sin tonight. Can you do that? Anger, whatever it is. Turn to your neighbor and confess your sin to your neighbor. All right? Confess your sin. Oh. I've got a problem with gossip. Tell your neighbor, I've, whatever it is, I've got a problem with resentment. I'm confessing it, you know. Confess your sin. Go on. That's right. Thank you, Lord. 
If you're sitting beside someone that you need to ask forgiveness, ask their forgiveness. Look, I'm really sorry for what I said, what I did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, yesterday, in the car. Just ask their forgiveness. The Holy Spirit is in it. Confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If you humble yourself confessing your sins, he will exalt you and prosper you. Amen. Praise God. It takes humility to confess your sins. Anyone say amen to that? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.